I'm your host, Erin Groves, and this is where your positivity journey starts. Welcome to the Pop Podcast. Hey, 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 guys, and welcome back to the Pop Podcast. My voice is a little raspy. I don't know what that is about. I am so happy to be back another week, another Monday. And as we are walking right into the holiday season, I thought it would be a perfect time to welcome back Hannah, who did an episode a few months back on just overall health and intuitive eating. And today I really wanted her and I to focus on A, health around the holidays. I think it's one of those topics that can be taboo. A lot of people have a lot of opinions on it. There's a lot of extremes people go to. And so I thought, why not have her on? And then we're going to take that conversation right into New Year's goals. I know it's right around this time of year that people start to think about that and put in their intentions for the new year. So welcome back, Hannah. Say hello. Thank you, Erin. I am excited to be back here talking about all this. Um, as Erin mentioned, I am a functional medicine certified health coach. I work with a whole slew of um, clients. I do focus a lot on actually um, fertility, prenatal, and postpartum, but I love working with anyone on their health as it relates to it, whether you're a child or whether you're 90 or 100 years old. Um, I do work with my hundred year old aunt as well sometimes. Um, but I'm excited to be back here and yeah, let's get this show started. (laughs) I know. I love Hannah. She has so much good insight and the feedback after her last episode was awesome. Everyone could tell that she was so passionate about it. So I wanted to have her back on. So my first question to you as a nutrition and someone that coaches people all day, every day for a living, going into the holidays, are there certain things that you recommend to the people that you are coaching on mental management around eating on Thanksgiving or just little health tips to a not feel guilty and to be stay on track and not have those feelings of regret or guilt around eating? Yeah. Um, this is a loaded question and, uh, the holidays are probably any holiday, regardless of whether it's like Thanksgiving or Christmas or Hanukkah or anything like that. Um, someone's birthday is tough, um, to stick to your guns of something that you're trying to work towards. So, um, first off, and this is oftentimes not like the first thing on everyone's mind is like, what, like, so stress, Um, The stress around what it is you can or cannot eat can add up. Um, And I always like to tell people that like a holiday is a holiday for a reason too. Um, This is not a day to create more stress for, if it's going to create more stress for yourself to follow something or it's going to create almost like a relationship divide with people or you feel like your community is all doing something, but you can't do something and you have that feeling is like, just give yourself some grace. I think that's probably the phrase that I use the most is like, give yourself a little grace, know that, um, nothing is permanent. So what you do for one day is not permanent. I'm not advocating going and binging everything, But I always like to ask a couple of questions. And the first one being is like, how will you feel if you choose to make a decision um, to go against what you've like the goal you've been working for toward? That's a big one. 
Um, and oftentimes people recognize that like, oh, I might actually like physically feel like crap if I do this because I've been feeling great. I also like to bring up like, how have you been feeling lately? And if they're feeling wonderful, then that's something that you can bring into that space of like, oh, well, maybe I do want to just add, um, you know, like have a, a slice of pie and I want to have those like delicious cream filled mashed potatoes, but I'm not going to have an entire plate full of mashed potatoes and I'm not going to have half of the pie. Um, so just being able to set those boundaries around yourself. And then from a stress perspective too, um, with the holidays, like stress impacts our health, like significantly. Um, if we are constantly in this, like this fight or flight mode where we're like, we're decreasing or we're suppressing our immune system. Um, and there's a few things that we can do to work around that too. So I like to work with people around stress too. Stress is one of those, and this is something that I deal with a lot, and I feel like it's it's hard to manage. And I know some people are either the type that stressed eat and they're eating all of this food and consuming like an over amount of calories, or there's people, which I feel like I fall into this category of it's the opposite. I feel like my hunger suppresses at times if I'm like super stressed out, which I've started to notice in myself and either extreme obviously isn't good. I just feel like I've even had conversations recently of people who are out there trying to lose weight and they're cutting out all these carbs or doing this. And it feels like people just go to extremes and then you get around the holidays and then there's that, you know, binge eating of I'm going to eat the whole pie or I'm going to eat the whole, or whatever it is. And again, not saying that you shouldn't indulge, but I just think there's a lot of, you know, negative thoughts that come into our mind when it's around that time of year. Um, so I think it's good just to kind of be aware of that. And are there tangible things that you advise your clients when it comes to stress? Is it a just relaxing or what would you advise for people out there listening? If someone ever told me just to relax, which I've gotten a lot of times a little bit like, Okay. How? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the how is the hard part. Yeah, um, yeah. So a couple of things around stress. Uh, the first one is like breath. Like we breathe unknowingly throughout our entire day. And I can't tell you the number of breaths that we take exactly, but, um, bringing the, your like awareness back to your breath is incredibly important. Breathing in through your nose, and then out through your mouth when you wanted to release, when you want to release something or regularly closing your mouth, breathing in through your nose and out is really, really helpful. Um, it helps regulate and pull back into our or a parasympathetic nervous system because we are such a society that sits in the sympathetic space. And I can dig a little bit into that if you want me to. Yeah. Why don't you clarify those real yeah. quick too? Yeah. Um, so I always like to, yeah, explain this. Um, so we have two, like our nervous system is split into two. We have the parasympathetic nervous system and we have the sympathetic nervous system or the two states of our nervous system, essentially. The parasympathetic state is the rest and relax. Um, it is the state that we are meant to be in for the majority of the time. And then you have the sympathetic nervous system in that state. Um, that is the fight or flight response. So ancestrally, this was created when you're being chased by a lion or um, having to run, like, like for example, um, military and when you're in war, the sympathetic nervous state comes into play. It allows you to, like, think clearly in that stance, but just get away um, as needed or do what you need to do. So in the sympathetic state, like, so in the Western, most Western countries, um, we are sitting in our sympathetic nervous system 
on a regular basis, which is not healthy for us. That means our body is like essentially always like tensed up waiting for the next attack. Um, this can be in the form of like triggers coming on, even like someone, something triggers you on a regular basis. Um, you're constantly like being like at work and we're working long hours and we're being asked for more and more and more. Um, in this current world too, just like being like, it essentially is feeling like you have a lack of freedom of a lot of things. So the way that we should handle, like, so a perfect case scenario of a sympathetic nervous state of like how someone, like how something or someone like falls into it is a bunny bunny being chased by coyote bunny gets away from coyote sitting under a bush and just shakes it all off, like fully releases this, um, releases that traumatic experience and then moves along with his day hopping along. He's back in his parasympathetic state. He doesn't even like think twice about what happened. It might happen again, of course, but it's not something that is like sitting in his body, being a trauma, being a stress, um, stressful activity. So, during the holidays, um, the, like the family gatherings, um, friend gatherings, big groups, those can be all like having to do a lot of things. Even like a lot of people's work does pick up during the holidays. It can be, um, taking time off from work even can be stressful, but you can be sitting even further into that sympathetic state and not recognizing like, this is really stressful to me. Um, and so without having ways to release that, your body is going to continue to hold that up and up and or on, like you're going to keep holding it. And then say you go into the new year and you're like, okay, I'm going to detox. Well, you got a lot going on, like from a stress perspective mm-hmm. just to get out and your body keeps its score too. So maybe it results in getting sick over the holidays or getting sick into the new year. Um, not sure if you ever realized like when your body is going, 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 and you have a lot going on, you're like, Oh, I got this. I can do this. I can do this. And all of a sudden when you have a vacation, you crash and you get sick. This is, this is what happens. Um, so what you can do, like there are some things you can do to help regulate that stress throughout the period of time. So one being breath, like I talked about, like breathing in and breathing out and bringing back recognition to your breath. Um, two, getting outside into nature, like nature, and it doesn't even have to be like nature. I'm looking outside. Like you can go sit in your front yard. I have construction all around me, but I have grass. (laughs) So like take off your shoes, go stand in that grass and just like ground and sit there and look at the trees, um, listen to nature, take a big deep breath in again, like bring in the smells that can be so healing and balancing to our parasympathetic state to bring us back to like true presence and reality. Um, that can just decrease your stress like tenfold. Um, and then three, removing yourself from situations and setting boundaries. This is harder. And this is where I work a lot with people on when it comes to coaching and asking those tough questions of how, how does it make you feel when you are, um, when you go to your aunt's house for Thanksgiving, if that's a stressful situation, for example, or how did like, and and bringing back presence to that and like, what would you do if you had a, if you truly felt like you had a choice and like, what's stopping you? That's a big question that always comes up to from setting that barrier or that boundary basically. Um, so those are all, those are the three things. So breath, getting out into nature and the sunshine, and then um, setting boundaries for yourself. I think just as 
humans and it's funny that you gave like an animal reference and then how they just shake it off. I think it's very easy to overthink these types of things and overthink one day out of 365. And I know, you know, the holidays last more than one day, so I'm oversimplifying it, but I just feel like there's this mindset. And I think a lot of it has to do with like fear and stress too. You're around family, what questions, like, I think there's a lot of external things that go into it. But I do just want to encourage people out there, you know, if those are things that you're feeling, obviously do what Hannah just said. But I think it's important to not feel guilty about whatever you're indulging in and just realizing even if you get off of track for one day, it's one day out of however much, or it's even one meal. If you break it down, how many meals have you had this year? So it's not associating a negative mindset to whatever that action is and just letting yourself really decompress for that. I like that. I just think we're as human beings, we overthink, which then causes more stress on top of that. When in reality, it's like breathe and just let go. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The inhale, I love to say like bringing new life or energy in and exhale is like a release, like exhale it out, let it go. It's over in some way. Yeah, I know. I love that. And I think stress, that's one of, it's harder. Everyone handles stress differently and everyone has different ways and avenues that they release stress. So I think that's hard. Um, So moving kind of to, as we get into the end of the year around the holidays, is there any other pieces of advice that you would give people that are, a either, you know, align more with someone that when they get stressed out, they're overeating and how to not feel guilty, or maybe people on the other end outside of what you just said, that's more of like on a nutrition base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, like a twofold to that. So one stepping back and taking a look at, um, what is your, why, like, mm-hmm. why are you eating? What, like, why do you, what do you want to like, this is, comes back to goal setting really. Is like, why is it that you're eating well to be healthy? That could be around weight management. It could be around like autoimmune conditions. Um, It could be around like you've had an unhealthy relationship with food in the past. And this is now like you've, you've done like a lot of work into this. So figuring out what your why is and then understanding where you're okay having some like releases of those boundaries that you've set for yourself. Um, the, the, if you can constantly go back to your why and you constantly can just like re like go back to it, for example, like my why, and I'll just share this personally is because, um, and one of my coaches, like actually when I was in training asked, brought this question up for me, cause I was always super frustrated. I was like, I can go to a restaurant, but I can't have this and I can't have this and I can't have this. And she goes, well, how do you feel when you eat what you can have? And I was like, that's a really good point. So that like my why is because like I feel really, really good when I eat how my body wants me to eat. And I know that I feel poorly when I eat the opposite way. So that might be the why. Someone else's why might be that they want to lose 15 pounds. And so they've worked with someone to figure out what's the best way Heads up, counting calories is not the right way to do that or over-exercising. Just want to throw that out there, people. Um, But someone might have identified that that's their why. And so for them, they know that whenever they eat, I'm just going to throw a food group out there, gluten or something. Whenever they eat gluten, they get bloated and they feel like they have, or they get like an extra pound or two 
add it to them. And so then they can see with that why is like, well, I'm okay making that sacrifice for right now. I know that post holidays, I can bring that down. Or they could say, I feel really great when I don't eat this. So I'm not going to to eat this during the holidays, but I'm going to, you know, have a piece of pie, like gluten-free pie. It's going to have sugar in it and some other things that I know I'm avoiding, but Hey, I feel okay when I do that. And I also know that I have the opportunity of having whatever 365 times three is meals a day, more meals a day less a year. Go through like an entire book of coaching type of questions right now with you, but it, it doesn't always work to ask yourself that. Um, it often works to have someone that's like supportive of you asking you these tough questions. Um, you might sometimes leave and be like, oh, I'm like cursing her, but at the same time, it brings up things. Um, but there are some things that you can do to support your system during the holidays from like a health perspective. And that doesn't mean like eating a specific way. I do recommend like still eating like tons of fruits and vegetables, ideally vegetables, some fruits, um, eating seasonally. So like the good squashes, the dark leafy greens, like kale and chard that's in season. Um, and then getting a good amount of vitamin D outside. Like we've talked about our vitamin D levels start to tank. It does directly impact our immune system during this time. So taking a vitamin D supplement, if that's needed, taking a multivitamin is really, really helpful too. Um, uh, what else? I mean, those are like the, the basic things to do. Um, there are some more things that you could like on an individual basis that would be recommended, but as much as you can eat balanced throughout the majority of the season of November and December into January, that's more important than trying to stay strict on that holiday, on that one specific holiday. And this is going to take us right into one of my favorite and probably most passionate things to talk about. And it was actually a request from a listener that was like, you need to do an episode on New Year's goals and attainable versus not attainable. I think there is a huge gap between those who have a, I want to lose 15 pounds, so I'm not eating any carbs not in like a condescending way, but within 10 days they've fallen off the tracks and then the whole year is blown. I'm someone that to my core and so passionate about setting goals that are attainable. Even if you mess up six months in, it's not the end of the world. Like make an, a goal and an intention is something that you can actually abide by. That's really going to a improve your confidence or kind of goes back to what Hannah just said of what's your why. So my question to you is we're going to do the New Year's goals health health specific, obviously. What is your advice to your clients, whether they come on board in January and have these big goals? How do you guide them and coach them through attainable versus not attainable? Mm-hmm. And give examples if you have any. Yep, um, totally. So attainable is just one piece of it. Um, Everyone's heard of SMART goals. Everyone's like, well, I know what SMART goals, but do you yeah. really? Um, so like, as a health coach, I'm trained in like change management and then also coaching someone through goal setting. You'd be surprised at how often goals aren't attainable or they don't have a like timestamp on them, which oftentimes like creates um, failure or what structure see as failure. Yeah. Without having that structure. And so you get into January timeframe, people are like, 
I'm setting a resolution. I'm not going to have sugar the whole year, or I'm setting a resolution. I'm going to do yoga four times a week. Um, I'll see you in December and I'll have done yoga, you know, that entire time. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there was no specificity there. Um, yes, it was measurable to the extent where you could check it off on a, on like a piece of paper. Um, it could be attainable. Um, but we also need to go back to like, what's missing out of that huge thing is like, why are you going to do yoga four times a week for the entire year? Or why are you cutting sugar? And that why could be, well, I want to lose weight. Okay. Well, so let's talk about this. So I want to cut sugar. So the goal is someone's making is I want to cut sugar for the entire year. I'm not going to eat any sugar for the entire year. Um, because I want to lose weight. Okay. So my question to that would be, um, how much weight do you want to lose? Okay. So let's say they say like 50 pounds, like I want to lose 50 pounds the entire year. Um, okay. How, what sugars are you going to cut? Oh, I didn't think about that. Um, just table sugar. I'll cut out honey. Uh, I'll cut out fruit. Okay. We're getting into the space of like, it's not very attainable to do. Um, so like I'll say, okay, well, why are you going to cut out fruit or why are you going to like, we're going to dig into some of that too. Um, also what, like, why are you only going to cut sugar for being relevant, like to be relevant to your weight loss goal? So we'll dig into that. And then that time-based stamp goes back to like attainability. Like if someone says it's for a whole year, I'm going to ask, what will you, I'm going to ask questions that are tough. Like, what will you do if you fail? Or like, how will it feel if you don't do this? And those feelings oftentimes bring someone back to more of a reality piece. Mm-hmm. So we might work and, and I'll ask questions of like, actually, what do you think is going to need to be done to do this, to walk them through like their entire year of cutting something. So when it comes down to like actual goal setting, I like to look at goals. I always, I always love to ask one specific question to start is like, what does your, like your best health and best self look like in six months down the road? So if we're setting this in December, like what does your health look like when you get to um, May, June timeframe? And someone might say, I want to be 50 pounds less. Okay. Then I'm going to dig into it of like, why do you want to be 50 pounds less? There is always some reason why. So, um, for example, someone wants to be 50 pounds less because they have a grandchild and they like, or their grandchild's about to be born and they want to did like, they want to be able to be mobile with their grandchild and they want to be able to live a longer viable, like have a, a great life with raising their grandchild and spending time with them. Um, so we dig into that why piece of it. Um, And then, so you you have your big goal. So your big goal there is I want to lose 50 pounds by June timeframe. Okay. Then how are you going to get there? And so maybe for them, they've been sedentary. So, and they recognize this. So they decide, well, I want to start moving my body more. I want to start working out three times a week. Okay. What does working out look like to you? Um, and they might just have what you know society says of like working out to me looks like hit workouts three times a week. Okay. Do you think or what what do you think is attainable um, for the number of hit workouts that you do for the first three months? Like, do you think that three 
workouts per week works? I don't know. Um, they, they'll likely say no. And so then we talk yeah. more into like, we actually get into coaching of like working, you know, moving your body is almost just as good as doing like a hit workout, especially when you're building your way up. Um, and then we'll do other small goals around like the food and the other things. So you have to do all these micro goals to get to that macro level. So setting that macro goal helps you work backwards to get to those smaller goals. Um, and it depends on the individual. Like we always use these weight loss goals, but for someone else, it might be like my, like, I want to lose weight because my joints are aching. Okay. Well, let's dig into like the joints aching and like, what's the why behind that. And maybe that is like a food change that you need to make. And yeah, those types of things. And I'm all for, I love when my have friends that come to me and they've got to the place where they're self-aware enough they're self-aware enough to recognize where they are and where they're unhappy and they want to make that switch. I just feel like we have a very like head first, we're diving straight into the deep end approach. I think it's just how we are as a culture. Mm -hmm. But then when you really peel it back, it's like you're going from living on, you're changing a lifestyle is really what you're doing. If you're losing 50 pounds, that is a significant amount of weight. I'm not saying that's a bad goal or for everyone out there listening, whatever your goal is. And I'm sure a lot of people are thinking about this now. I think there's a way to make that realistic. I just think it really comes down to like the daily a being consistent, which we talk about in every single episode, the key to Mm -hmm. success is consistency. But I just feel like we have this like head first approach into it. And then when you actually peel back the layers, it's like, you don't enjoy doing a hit workout. You love sugar. You're yeah. taking away everything that you love. And then why would you want to work towards a goal should be something like for me, when I first got into my health and you probably could attest to this, it was something that we enjoyed doing. Like I felt better when I started doing this, I was happier. I had more energy. You want to do things that are going to give you that happiness. So I feel like this goal should be like, I want to lose 50 pounds because I want to look great. Great. Hannah and I both want you to be there, but you can't dive headfirst into the deep end and be like, I'm getting rid of everything in my life because you're not going to be happy. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you see that too. Yeah. And that's it too, is it's breaking it back down and then checking back in with yourself. Like just because you set a goal in January doesn't mean it's going to be the same goal that you have, you know, in, in like April, even like April, May timeframe, like your goal may have changed and it's okay for your goals to change. We are ingrained in a society where like we are metrics driven. We want to get from point A to point B and we want to do it the way it's supposed to be done. No, like there's a reason why seasons change. There's a reason why trees drop their leaves and then rebud in the spring. Like just because like you have one goal in the beginning of the year doesn't mean that it can't shift. And also why does it, why do we, do we only set goals in January or set resolutions in January? Like you can do that. Anytime, anytime in your life, you can do that. Um, having like a, like a support system in place, having someone to like, just check in on you and ask you the questions that you're not always willing to ask yourself is phenomenal. Like this is where it's hard for family, like to, to, for family to even ask these things too. Mm. So having someone that's kind of that third party out there is really, really helpful in this sense, just to keep you, you know, also aware of what it is and, and aware of like, maybe you're shifting your goals and maybe that's okay. That's my next question is we have a goal and I, when people change it, they pivot or they fail, they stop. There's this sense of I failed. Why would I keep trying? 
happens to every single person out there. You fail in your daily job probably often. You fail, and we I talk about this. It's such a common theme of you just have to keep going. What advice would you give for people out there? Maybe they're resetting the same goal. Maybe it's to lose weight or just to overall be healthier. They've failed. They've given up. What advice would you give for them to A, get back on track, and B, if you change and pivot, that change and pivot could set you up for more success down the line? Yeah. Uh, so one, if people f- fail, truly failed, like, I don't think anyone ever truly fails because they keep going on with their life. Mm-hmm. Um, a true failure would be like Amazon's phone that they launched years ago. Um, like that was like an actual, like they stopped. Like if, if people were to like businesses, like keep going regardless, like if dates get shifted, it keeps going on. Um, and so my, my like question for someone would be if they failed their goal and they shifted it is why is this your goal? Like, let's dig into your why, because this might not be the right goal that you're setting. It might not be in the smart sense, like broken down into specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, um, and time bound. So the uh, like you got to dig into your why and also dig into your why. Why is this not working? Like, why has this not worked for you in the past? And I also, I love to dig in. I love to like bring in the what's worked for you in the past. So like a lot of times people come in and they're like, I want to lose 50 pounds. I'm like, okay. But then we'll just get to talking and they're like, well, I lost like 15 pounds 10 years ago. Okay. What did you do to do that? Like, what were you feeling? Like, how did that change your lifestyle at that point in time? And just remembering that and pulling that data back into the conversation and feelings back into the conversation can be very powerful too. We often focus on what we didn't do instead of focusing on what we did do. And I do tell, I have friends, I had this conversation yesterday at work of they'll have like one slip up with something like they were trying to do, they try and weren't to eat this. And then they went out to dinner and they had pizza and then they just throw it. I'm like, even if you told yourself you're going to work out four days a week, but in reality, you could only work out three days a week, that three days a week is better than no days a week. So I think it's just giving yourself credit for, even if it's not to the extreme, mm-hmm. I know, you know, 50% is technically a failure in some things, but I do think if you're doing you know, if you're 75% there, that's better than where you started at 0%. I think that's a win in my book. I think that, yeah, that's a really powerful thing to bring up too. I mean, my husband was just doing an elimination diet and I'm going to call him out on here because it makes me laugh. And he was like, no pork, no alcohol, something else like that he was doing. And I like look in the fridge and he had bratwurst for lunch. Um, oh yeah. And then he had sourdough bread, which is technically glue. And even though it's better, he like has learned these things from me. And then I go downstairs and he's like, but it's gluten-free beer. He's drinking beer. <laughs> you know what though? Like giving him grace there because he totally listened to things and like was listening to his body and was like, I'm fine with these things, Hannah. I'm like, okay, I know you're fine. Got it. He's like, I just can't have dairy. I was like, okay, cool. But just giving yourself grace throughout the entire process and knowing like knowing what's right for you and the this other the other big piece to this is like what's right for you mm-hmm. is for everyone else. 
So you see people doing these fad diets or cutting out sugar or doing all these things. It doesn't mean that it's right for you. Like same with the elimination thing for him. Like, yes, like it's great that he was doing it to try it, but he figured out what works for him and it's different than what works for me. And I also have to remember that of like, he doesn't need to eat like I eat. Like he does super mm-hmm. well. And it's being okay with that and being okay in your skin, which is more important oftentimes than some of those like those fad goals that people have. Yeah, we oftentimes push agendas. I even some feel when I get super passionate about this topic and I feel like people come to me adv- for advice just because I've encompassed a lot of healthy things. I eat healthy 80 to 90% of the time. It just It's just like in my, I don't know, I just, it's something that I do every single day. So I don't think twice about it. When people come to me and, the, and they ask these questions, I oftentimes I'm like, why are you doing keto? That doesn't work. Or why are you doing this? And I'm quick to tell them why it's not working, even though I'm not sitting there and asking them all these questions. But every time I feel like it's like, oh, I tried this for a week and then I failed. I'm like, yeah, because you're taking an extreme and you're trying to bring it into your lifestyle. And, and extremes in any aspect, I think, are they're just hard to be consistent at because it is an extreme. Extremes. Yeah. And did you fail or did it just not work for you? Like, that's the question, too, that comes up. But yeah, extremes are extremes for a reason. Like, on like a data curve, there's a reason why there's outliers here. Those are extremes and doesn't mean it works for like the majority. Exactly. And I want to encourage people. I think it's super important when you're going and making these intentions or you're going and signing up at a gym. I know gym uh, memberships go straight up in January and then March, the trend falls off. And I, you know, don't want any of the listeners out there to be that population that drops off in March. And even if that is something that happens here, it's happened before. I mean, it is a new year. I think you should, you know, start your resolution tomorrow. But if you're one of those that likes January 1st, Hannah, do you have specific goals that you encourage your clients or for, again, people out there listening, tying this back into the audience that you like that people set. I know, again, it's everyone is different, but are there certain things that you're like, I really like this type of goal and this type of goal usually doesn't work with my audience. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the goals that people set that are specific to themselves. So like even the goal of figuring out like, and then by June timeframe, I want to figure out what is the best way for my body to like to thrive in this world? Um, and okay, then like what does thriving look like to you? And so we would even we would specify that even more. It's time bound. Look into that. And then say they get to like you know April time frame and they're like, okay, I've you know we, we'd have some small girls. Let's like try some food things. Let's dig into the stress aspect. How are you sleeping? Um, but it's the very, like the specific to the individual is important to me. You mentioned gym memberships. I would challenge someone on that and say, rather than joining a gym and spending a hundred bucks a month or like 200 bucks a month, whatever it is, like, you know, yoga packages, those types of things, get a health coach, get someone to coach you through what it is that you truly want And the goal of like working with a health coach does not mean like, I don't want you to work with me for a year even like, like maybe like it depends on the individual, but like three months is extremely powerful. Three to six months is extremely Mm -hmm. powerful. Work with a coach, get coached through and figure out what works for you. And then let's say you identify that the gym works phenomenally for you. 
and cutting out gluten or something works really, really well for you. Or just eating a really balanced, like vegetable filled diet works really well for you. Awesome. Go spend money on the gym now. And maybe you figured out like, I want a garden to get those vegetables. Like then you have your garden, you get going, you move on with your life. Maybe you have to come back and for a check-in or something. If all of a sudden you like go like drop off the bandwagon, but like you've then figured out what works for you moving forward in life. And you can come back to those experiences that you had over that period of time in those goal settings. And you didn't waste your money on a gym membership that you went to for a month or two. And then you never, it never got you anywhere. Yeah. I, I love that. I just think I like, I really like to encourage people. I feel like health is one of those things that really truly is at the bottom of everything else. It's I'd say it's like the nucleus of everything. Like when you're feeling yourself good things, you start to feel good. You're more productive. It really is. And I had this conversation with one of my VPs too. He got super healthy, got rid of alcohol because it just wasn't resonating with him. And he's like, I'm more productive. I give better speeches, all this type of stuff. And I just started laughing because I was like, I could have told you all of this, but it's just funny when people are on the other side of it and they look back and they didn't even realize how much more they could give to the people around them by just doing these little, making these little changes. I think one of the biggest excuses, I'm sure you hear this is time advice for people out there who are giving themselves the excuse of time, or maybe they are strapped and they're like, Hey, I'm trying to get to this goal. What are a few little things that I could do? Or another two part question if it's just an excuse of time, how you overcome that and coach people through it. Uh, time is the highest level of, I don't even, it's not an excuse. Time is like the highest um, limitation that I see or the biggest limitation that I see of people coming in. So um, first off, like even just journaling out, like what do you do on a daily basis? Um, Love a journal. Yeah. Like just even just writing it out. Like I'll sometimes just like ask someone to just write it out because then you can see where your slots are or are not. I also want people to write down when they're scrolling on Instagram or when they're on Facebook or when they're surfing the web um, and what they're like, I mean, maybe they're surfing the web for something that they need to, but those are time suckers. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the algorithms are created to keep you there and just keep you scrolling. Like we're going to have some problems soon. Um, but so like, that's one big thing is like figuring out where your time suckers are and is it possible to pull those suckers away, like to get rid of them? Um, and why, like, why do you want to make time for this versus that? So digging into that. Yep. So the second one is like also figuring out like, what is your, um, what are your priorities? So just making a simple priority list, uh, for me, when I was looking at like, whether I left my corporate job or not, like I started making, I just made a top five list and I did this two years before I made the decision to leave. (laughs) Um, but like, what are your priorities or what are your like, um, what are your values more so like a values exercise and why, And, um, and right from your gut or like bringing out from your gut, like what is telling you, not like physically, but like, like, what is your gut telling you? So oftentimes like these higher, like a corporate, like let's say a CEO is writing this down and all of a sudden they write that their priorities are like family, time, um, health. Those are the top three. And then they didn't even list work. Okay. Like, 
what's going to take a lot of coaching, but why is work not on there? Like what makes health a priority over work? Um, it's, it's a lot of deep inner work that has to be done to recognize it, but that helps oftentimes set boundaries to then give you time and make space in your life for these other things that are true, your true values. Um, sometimes it means like stopping and I don't want to call it quitting. Sometimes it means leaving something that's no longer serving you, whether that's a job or relationship. Um, those are things that come into play. And so those are like, that's more big picture of like doing the work from a time perspective for like staying healthy. Um, there are so many little small things and habits that can be created to help you like to get you to where you need to go. So with a lot of like clients I work with, um, they've, they're working on like gut healing and those types of things. And it does require a more, uh, I don't want to say like strict's the wrong word. And some of these words are the wrong words, but like a more like, uh, in tune way of eating for a little while. And it's very different from to what someone is regularly used to with the like sad diet or standard American diet. So um, finding like stuff like daily harvest, for example, um, things to make your life easier uh, is something that I can also help with because I've now just done it all at this point. <laughs> um, but like, like, you know, finding healthy smoothies or bowls or things that are like pre-made, but are made with like really good ingredients can be helpful for those that are on the go on a regular basis. Um, remembering just to take your multivitamin that can do a lot, um, or adding in like a greens powder to a smoothie in the morning can give you a boost of like one to two servings of these like micro nutrients that your body needs in order to support your health throughout the day. Um, so small things like that outside of like that, like those are the actual physical things that you can do outside of the habit changes. But if you're having to like make space for time, but you're telling me that health is a priority, we're going to have to dig into like what that means. I make excuses all the time. I mean, Same. I have in the past, but not as much anymore. It's, it's hard. And the hardest part about it is consistency. And that's where people fall off. And I think it's, you know, the slippery slope is, a phrase for a reason they start going down and then it really just is a slippery slope. And then before you know it, it's we're throwing in the towel, it's this and this, and there's such a negative connotation around it. So I just want to encourage people. If you do have a goal or if this is something that you're thinking about, Hannah is going to give us a discount holiday gift. If you have people out there that are looking to, that want to get coaching or people that you want to recommend, feel free to DM me, or you could just DM her. I'll put everything in the link um, show notes as well. So I just want to encourage people out there. If you're, if this is something that's been on your mind for a while, or you're super, you're very goal oriented. I know I am. I think there's a lot of people out there that have these goals. It's just, how do I get there? Um, so reach out to Hannah, reach out to me, whatever we are here to help. And as we begin to wrap up, is there anything else that you want to talk about? I mean, just the very basics again, like as you go through the holiday season, give yourself grace. That's a big one. Um, eat a variety of like whole foods, organic foods where possible. Um, give your, like, again, give yourself grace on those holiday days though. Like, but, but stock your body up with the good stuff leading up to it. Um, stress, you know, breathe. Very, very simple to breathe and walk outside, make sleep a priority. Mm -hmm. um, I like still can't do that with a little baby, but make it a priority. Um, and just like, I mean, enjoy this time. 
like I said, breathe, but also like play, like find something that you love and do it and start thinking about like how it connects to your greater why and, and what does what does your health look like in six months to you? And like, why does it look like that? Yeah, I love that. And set those goals. I, I don't know. I love a good goal. I know I've said this a million times. Yeah. I just think there's so much for it. And your health is, should be one of those top priorities. I think it's something that a lot of us take for granted. It's something that we don't make time for. When at the end of the day, it really is one of those things that is so important. And when you're healthy, things are great. When you're not, you're like, hey, that was the wake-up call that I needed. So get outside if you're in the warm weather, even if you're in the cold. Mm -hmm. A little Thanksgiving run. I know there's a lot of people, that's me. There's Are you the type of person that goes out or are you the type of person that runs? I'm the type of person that runs. (laughs) Nice. Um, (laughs) On Thanksgiving. So I am going to turn it over to Hannah. She is going to explain the discount that she is going to give each and every one of you listeners. Again, you can reach out to either one of us, but she'll explain it a little bit more before we wrap everything up. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll have all this in the show notes, but um, I'm offering, I usually do month packages for my coaching, which includes two sessions as well as um, regular texting communication back and forth with me. So for all my listeners, um, I'm offering a $50 discount for your first month's package. Um, it does include a little bit of a longer session because there's more of like an in-depth intake that goes into that. So I can get to know you and we can work on that long-term goal setting. So then in concurrent sessions, we can actually work on how to get there. Um, but that'll all be in, in the show notes. And then you just need to mention the podcast when you reach out to me on it, but I'll have all the information there on how to reach out. Um, I love working with people, even starting this time of year. Like if you come to me, I'm not gonna be like, do this, this, and this. I don't say like, I coach. I'm not going to say necessarily like, do you need to do this at all. Um, but this time of year is a phenomenal time of year to get started because it'll get you through the holidays and into the new year. It will feel attainable to you as you create these goals that are going to get you into a place of health and wellness overall for you specifically. Yeah. So all of you out there, if this is something that's been on your mind, whether it's nutrition, whether it's maybe she, our previous episode, we touched a little bit on fertility. She does a lot I text her all the time and ask for advice. She's been on the podcast twice. So she has so much insight and I hope this could be a great gift. If you have a family member or maybe even a friend that has been talking with you about it, when she told me about this, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's such a good idea. There's a few people of mine that I've even thought about. So I appreciate you coming on Hannah. And last question as always is, what are you grateful for? Mm, yes, I didn't prepare for this one. Um, <laughs> turn it. I'm grateful for a lot of things. Um, I am grateful for the sleep that I get with a 15 month old, like regardless of whether it's like that full night sleep, I am thankful that he's healthy and that he sleeps how he wants to sleep. I am grateful for this podcast and for my health as well. It's something I know I overlook all the time and it's something I need to be more present and intentionally more grateful for. So Thank you all for tuning in. As always, rate, review, subscribe, send me any feedback, and I hope everyone has a great rest of their week, and we'll see you next Monday.